You miss one what they what IG said something. You miss one birthday and you X out, but they boyfriend do whatever, whatever, and they get a chance of chance. But you miss one event as a friend. It's it. You out the group. Don't nobody want to talk to you. No. I'm Hey everyone, welcome to Seated with Strangers. This season, we're exploring the topic of reimagining community and culture. My name is Sonia, and I'm seated with Sharia and Alma. On today's episode, we'll be talking about the culture of friendships. All right, yes, the culture of friendships. Okay, so you guys, do we need to let go of the fact that our friends' life choices don't have to mirror ours Mm -hmm. and does the thought that they have to open the door for us to be critical Mm -hmm. that is good that is good (laughs) I think definitely I think we do need to let go of the fact that um, our friends life choices need to mirror ours they don't um, because we are different and because of the friendship that we have um, the there are different people in friendships because um, it makes most sense, right? Um, everybody is different. And I think that is so important that we don't think, okay, Sharia, you know, you're my friend and you got to do everything like I do, right? That's not how it works or how it needs to work. We need to have grace, I think, for people. If we are, the second question I thought, you know, does it make us uh, open the door for us to be critical? Yeah. Because we're thinking, oh, they have to do it the way that we do it, right? And I think that I was actually just reading a a book where it talks about be strict with yourself, but give grace for others, right? Because you need to be strict with yourself. You know who you are. You know what you need to do in life. But you don't know every aspect of somebody else's life. So you can't uh, put them up against the same parameters that you have. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree in that, like... It's healthy to have friendships that complement you mm. and friendships that are just like you. I think that it hinders our growth yeah. because iron is going to sharpen iron. And so if I have somebody around me that thinks like me, talks like me, has the same beliefs as me, it doesn't stretch me. It doesn't mm-hmm. challenge me to see something from another person's perspective. It doesn't challenge me in my faith walk even, right? Like when Christ is calling us to to love one another um, or even to be a body, how can I do that if I'm despising somebody else's decisions? Because mm. I'm I'm measuring them up to my own standard. Right? That's good. That's and so what I think is the way it should be. And so the temptation to be critical is always going to be there. Yeah. Because, because we're human. Yeah. And because I'm Puerto Rican. So it's like, <laughs> I hate to say that it's part of the culture. (laughs) Like that notion of saying, okay, I know that I'll be tempted to criticize this way of thinking, but what can I do to empathize? Number one, Mm, Um, what can I do to learn from this person's perspective? What are they able to teach me in this season of my life? that I'm not going to get by looking in the mirror at my own self or by being around somebody that's just like me. So I think that's the challenge for us. That's so good. Well, y'all, I'm going to play. I'm going to edit it up a little bit. I'm going to be on oh, the other side of this thing. What you want to say? I don't agree with what you're not going to say. Devil's advocate. We got to say Jesus we advocate. We got to. We got to. And because it's like, for me, I always have like 
a duality. Like I got two different ways I think yeah. of things. So I can agree with you on those on those points. That mm-hmm. you know, when you're around people that only act like you, you you can never, you know, you never grow, you never learn anything new. But what if it is down to things that are crucial and then to how close are we? Because I do need my intimate friends to kind of have the same type of mindset for me, especially in religion. Yeah. You know, if I pray with you and you out here calling on the universe and other stuff that I may not agree with. Listen. It might not be able to bring certain things to you because I don't know. No, that's okay. You don't have to discuss that with me. Even now, too, like we're trying to level up. Yeah. And I'm keep hearing things about your circle. And mm-hmm. if I have a friend that, say, for instance, I'm trying to be a business owner or entrepreneur, and I'm trying to be on the go, but this other friend is like on chill, like, oh, you know, I'll take life as it go. I might not be able to spend time with you yeah. like that yeah. because you are not necessarily on the the wavelength that I'm on. You might right. be holding me back. Yeah. So I would say, like, it may be important for friendships and for uh, closeness and maybe associates you can do this with. When you talk about like best friends or close friends, I think it does have to have, it's like that saying birds of a feather flock together. You might have to have like a similar theme in that circle. So I I think it really has to be like any relationship, non-negotiables. Where can I say I can compromise with you on saying we might not like the same food. Okay, that's fine. We might not like the same thing. I love sports. You may not. But when they maybe come to like. Like my religious beliefs, maybe business, family, you Mm -hmm. know, or even integrity. I got to rock with people who understand me. So, no, that's uh, girl, all the things that you just said. Yes. And I think that's key. I think there's like this bedrock that we stand on, right? That with any relationship that we have, a relationship needs to have certain values that are in common, right? And, And some of those bedrocks are religion. Um, some of those bedrocks can be um, how you deal with um, uh, different things in, in life and stuff like that. And we have to be able to discern between, is this a value? Is this something that's bedrock to you? And also, is this just, you know, this stuff on the top, right? Yeah. Because you're right. I think friends should have similar values, but then preferences, definitely definitely yeah. different yeah. right yeah. so that's where that's where the differing conversations can happen um mm-hmm. but yeah you real talk on that because i don't got <laughs> no friends. Ain't nobody in my close circle that don't know jesus okay i'm just it's, it's I, stuff. I, I don't know if i can come talk to you about this I, I, <laughs> I, I can't my pastor used to say this and it came to mind as we were talking and so the church that I'm a part of is very big on, on diversity in, ter- in terms of multi-ethnicity, right? Yeah. And so he would always say, we need to have unity in the essential things, yes. diversity in the non-essential things. That's good. Mm-hmm. And so for like Sharita's like the essential things, like Sanja was saying, the, the essential things in terms of values and morals and my faith, those things, we have to be in unity for that. The non-essential things, we can have diversity there. It, yeah. It's not that that serious. But oh, I love that. I love that. You brought another perspective. Thank you, girl. You're making it spicy for us. Thank you, girl. You know, you know I like to play the other side sometimes. So, <laughs> and so when it comes to that, right, how do we manage the challenges? Let's say that conflict arises um, because of differences, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe cultural misunderstandings. How do we 
resolve that, especially in an environment um, just socially that seems to be a lot more tense as it comes, as it pertains to culture, right? I think if you are having friendships that you guys are kind of maybe going different paths, going different ways or having conflicts, it, it deserves a conversation. Yeah. It deserves to be able to say, this is how I feel. How do you feel? Yeah. And if you guys can come to an understanding and meet there. And if you can't, it's okay to say, this might be a new season for us. So yeah. that's mm-hmm. kind of what I think that. And I think also um, when it does come to conflict, because honestly, if you're, if you're being truthful in your friendship, I think conflict's going to happen, right? Yeah. Going to disagree. And I think one of the things that we have to remember um, is that that is your friend, right? (laughs) So there should be some level of um, respect and kindness when you come to an an, uh, a disagreement or argument or whatever. Like that should be the basis, right? This is where, hey, I'm going to be kind, but I need to be clear about how I'm feeling in this moment, what's going on, why I feel, you know, out of touch or anything like that. And then get to kind of dealing with that. And I think one, when you get to that point, being able to converse, understanding that, you know, this is my friend, this is. Now what I'm thinking about is, and I'll just throw it out there, right? A lot of the differences in terms of culture, right? Sometimes those differences are correlated to even political beliefs. Mm. What do you do with a friend yeah. or a person that we admire or a person that we desire to build a friendship with, but we may not necessarily agree in something like politics, or we may not necessarily agree in how we rear our children culturally. Like you believe in spanking. I don't believe in spanking. I believe in this type of freedom. You know, how do we deal with those differences that could potentially blow up into something that is not good or can become detrimental to the friendship? I mean, for those of us that have had friends that are just different than we are, either culturally, politically, how do we navigate that? Uh, oh, that's so good. I think, honestly, <laughs> about to say, I feel like it's the same thing that we got to do. Um, it doesn't really, I think it, 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 it can't change. If that makes sense. Like I'm thinking about um, conversations that I had with people um during the height of you know the c-word uh, <laughs> and differences amongst you know vaccination not vaccination mask no mask like i've gotten into heated conversations with people of different cultures people of different public um uh political uh uh persuasions uh and i think we still have to come to the conversation with respect and unfortunately everybody isn't going to uh, start there. And I think we have to be able to navigate people with respect, like regardless of where they're from, what they are, um, being kind, I think is the main thing to start with and learning how to try to converse with people without automatically blowing up, without automatically destroying people's uh, character so important. And I think that's the thing that's missing in a lot of conversations now. Um, a lot of these polarized conversations, these different um, different cultural um, issues, people are not starting with respect. People are not starting with, this is another human being looking at me, right? 
Uh, we may look majorly different, but it ain't much different, right? And I think that's the the key or the issue that that we can struggle with. Right. Uh, now, Sharita, when I had touched on, like, when I said there's people with different political beliefs, you was like, it kind of oh, you trying to say, oh, yeah. <laughs> wait, is she about to fight somebody? What's going on? You know, yeah, like, okay. conversations can cause a whole, even in a family. I've been in family yeah. meetings and we yeah. back and forth. It was like, whoa, you know, like, why? <laughs> and I think it's because with politics. Mm-hmm. It's it's a livelihood, so you really feel like if somebody is on the same page with you, this affects your livelihood. Which I can understand that because policies that you vote on affect your life. So right. how can you be in my circle and you don't agree with what I feel is our well being? I think though, with me, what I'm learning, especially in those heated conversations, I have to stop. Yes, so we're starting to yell. Let's stop. Yes. Let's stop yelling first of all. And am I not? Am I listening to you, or am I just waiting for my turn to get in to say what I want to say? Good. Exactly. That's, so good. That's so good. I'm not receiving what your point of view is because I might can understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. And so, again, I think my sense is still the same. But what I do think it is still self-evaluation. You can't just knock off everybody because they don't agree with you, what you agree with. You need to really ask yourself, is this a bedrock? Is it a necessary bedrock that I have? So politics for me, I can avoid that conversations with friends. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't have to, maybe not other things, but that's one that I'm like, we just don't need to talk about it, <laughs> you know? But yeah. you really have to like evaluate, why is this important to me? Like you said. Yes, be curious. This person because their view is different. Like me and my best friend had a conversation about <laughs> spanking because <laughs> she's a therapist. So she really is kind of on the wave of talk to your child. And for me, I'm old school, like, it, what we talked about, you know, but she helped me to come to um, a moderate understanding of your kids need to be able to express themselves, you know. Now, granted, I could still say there's certain things that I'm not ready to go, you know, for, but it still makes you open up yourself to say, but instead of just yelling, like how maybe we were raised, have the conversation. Yeah. First, try it, see what it is, you know. Yeah. So I think that those are ways that you can come to listen, just listen to the other person first. Right. You... <laughs> I'm wondering how much of that has to do with just emotional intelligence and mm, that's a that is the word, that's the key. That's a good one. Like, we're all dealing with the same level of is emotional intelligence around here. Let me tell you. Intelligence class, please, so we can navigate difficult emotions and difficult feelings without thinking that we have to just swallow somebody up with our words. And even that even applies, like um, what Sharita was saying, and raising our kids. Like, just that's that's part of us developing something that maybe culturally we Mm. had we have not been taught. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we, we have not had the room to uh, understand. Um, mm-hmm. like there's just so much involved in that, and I think that that is that man. That is that's so major. Like we, realizing that there is that level of an, emotional intelligence that may not be there. That yes. may not be with the conversation. Like it's so interesting. I'll, I'll switch it up soon because we got, we got a good little question coming up. Mm-hmm. But I was just thinking about just all the craziness happening with 
uh, policy now. And I was just looking at some of these people with comments and on TikTok and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, like, why are you so angry about something that doesn't actually like affect yeah. you uh, <laughs> personally? Like, let's let's breathe for a second and and figure out how to navigate how we're feeling, why we're feeling like that. I think so. My um therapist always talks about it's always important to be curious of why why is that emotion emotion coming up right now. And figure out, okay, well, what is the why behind that? And keep digging. And then that's how you're able to deal with what you're going through and stuff like that. I think that's so major to do. So let's go ahead and switch it up a little bit real quick, real quick, real quick, quick. So what's happening in the internet streets? Recently, a reality star was fired from a TV show because she used a racial slur um, or use a racial slur, okay? Now, both women are minority women. The star has since apologized, stating that she, um, she says, I deeply regret my insensitive comment and want to humbly apologize to anyone I hurt or offended by my thoughtlessness. She said in a statement provided to the Times, my choice of words was wrong and I take fully full responsibility of what was said. As a woman of color and a mother of two black children, I want to make it clear that my use of the word was not in any way racially driven. So in light of all of that, what does it look like for us in these types of situations to extend forgiveness? And what does that look like practically? Mm. Okay. So I thought about this question a lot because sometimes, honestly, just real talk, I just kind of feel like I'm stuck in between two, you know, I'm Puerto Rican, but I'm light-skinned, but I'm Puerto Rican, but I'm light-skinned. Mm -hmm. And it's always, it, it feels like, where do I belong? Or, mm -hmm. or what am I allowed to say or not mm -hmm. say or feel or not feel? Um, I live overseas right now, as some of you guys know, and so it's, it is racist here, and, and I'm the one that is being discriminated against. Oh, wow. And we're both Hispanic. Oh, wow. They're also Hispanic, but mm -hmm. I, I'm not from here. Um, and they know that. And so I have had to, not just myself, but also for my children, mm -hmm. I have had to work diligently at grounding myself in my identity. Wow. In who I am and in who they, and, and ground my children in who they are so that when those things come, they don't move me. Oof, oof. Because yeah. it's gonna come. Mm -hmm. See, the thing is that it, com it, it comes to us through yeah. a racial slur. It comes through us through a, an ugly look. It comes through uh, to us through being ignored or not acknowledged. When you yeah. walk into the same elevator, can't say good morning. I'm talking about personal experiences that I've had. Okay? Mm -hmm. And so when that, when that happens, it used to move me all the time. Like, what's wrong with me? Why are they like that? What, you know, until I realized like, you know what, you be you. <laughs> you your two colors as far as who you are. I am going to be me and I'm going to be me out loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you want to say and you can act however you want to act, but I refuse to let you move me. And I refuse to allow <laughs> you to make me think less of myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The opinion that you have of me. 
And so that doesn't necessarily excuse the behavior or mean that it's okay. But I think it it pivots my stance in that now I'm not like, oh, they hurt me, they offended me, why they do this to me, they're so racist. I went through that already. It didn't do anything for me, like in terms of helping me. But when I started to ground myself in who I was, yeah, yeah, you know what? Say whatever you say, whatever you want to say. And I think that gives you the strength to be able to extend that forgiveness when you understand who you are. Okay, you said something that was not nice. Okay, but I can also give you this forgiveness because it does not change who I am, right? And I think, what does it look like? I think it looks like understanding who we are first and then also being able to still have a conversation. Now, the relationship may change. Mm -hmm. How how close I am to you may change. How I talk to you may change. I may not be able to have a conversation with you all the time. Like I may not be in your space all the time, but I will be able to give you forgiveness because forgiveness, that ain't, I'll be honest, like that's not, to me, that's not the problem. Because I think if we keep things harbored in our hearts, that's hurting us more. Right. It's for hurting sure. our bodies. Actually, science says that <laughs> that it literally is eating yeah. at us and hurting yeah. high blood pressure, all types of things, right? So I think it's so important to be able to give forgiveness freely. And it starts with understanding who you are, knowing that that, is, that has nothing to do with you. What that person thinks of you has nothing to do with you. And then being able to have that, that conversation to be able to be like, letting it off of you and forgiving that person and moving forward. Mm. I feel like let me in, let me in, coach. Let me in, coach. Okay, okay, okay. Because I know I'm gonna play the messy side. <laughs> okay. <laughs> are you are you punching people? Is this what's happening now? I'm curious. What? No, 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 no. I'm curious. I wish you on forgiveness. I want to yeah. talk about this situation because I remember when it happened. Oh, so you know this situation? Okay, I had no idea, girl. No, I didn't watch the show either. Y'all, I don't watch the show, but it was all like on, I think it was on Shade Room. So don't quote me on any of this. I think I was reading through the comments because I I don't really indulge, but I still like to know what's going on in these guys. Are you doing those? So, the show's messy, period, oh, first of all. Okay. I remember, I think somebody even said that in the comments. This is the thing that y'all felt like, okay, this is, we crossed the line on this. I mean, as many derogatory mm-hmm. names, they call each other, the fighting, mm-hmm. the cheating, the this, the this, the that. Granted, though, I will say as a producer, if I was a producer on this, I would have to say they they made the right decision of addressing it because racism is a whole different level of life. That's a, that's a right. So it's lawsuits that can come behind that. Yeah. But I still feel like this show itself is not the most uplifting, empowering. Then two. Just not to even give an excuse because as a woman of color mm-hmm. with natural hair, darker skin, the the term she said was completely out of control. But mm-hmm. I think somebody said that the cast member on the show came for her kids. She started talking about her kids. Uh-huh. So in that situation, again, don't call me on this because I didn't watch it. So I got to make sure that that's what really happened. But I if that is not. the situation, <laughs> If she what if she did feel like you have now offended me, and if it's something dealing with my child, now all all gloves is off. You finna right, get right. whatever. Right. Again, doesn't excuse her, but the backstory of it 
If somebody came and talking about your child, I don't think I'm gonna be politically correct in that moment. Now, about forgiveness, you know, one forgiveness, okay, I can forgive you. But as a business and as a show, you may have to suffer consequences. I feel like people be thinking that forgiveness means no consequences. That don't that don't mean that. Like (laughs) not at all. And so you know forgive you for that, but you still you still go to jail. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. So hey, I forgive you from a distance. You I'm free. You gotta deal with it. But I I don't understand how we put that together. I don't get that. But go ahead. Well, no, so, that, so they basically, from my understanding, kicked her. She's not on the show anymore. So again, it's I, again, like I say, I always just look at both sides of everything. Like yeah. it's unfortunate, but the fact that you use that word means that's that's not the first time you use it. Nor right. that's not how you look at people of darker skin. I think she is of Hispanic descent. I'm not sure what how or where. Puerto Rican or if more Dominican or what, but. Oh, Still, I can't you know what the word system. is now. My goodness. Okay, go ahead. Getting on Google. And she wants to find the shade room. And- <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> I'm gonna know the back stories. I'm gonna know the back stories. It makes it juicy, but but still, like we so you know that there's still a person of color, so you've been around enough to know what you that should say about that. I don't right. know. So yeah, it's a lot, child. I just That's think that major. as a producer, I probably would have did the right the same thing, but I think I would have I would have played it, I would have done more still to involve her. Mm, you know, even yeah. you the show, I think I would have still reached out a little bit more and uh did a little bit of better of a job of making it a teaching moment no i see that so i guess so the next the, the next part of it was that they had like a reunion or something like that or like a round table and they all talked about it but the person who said it wasn't there so i think yeah i feel like that's that is key like that is a missed opportunity for a teaching moment like she she probably should have been there i think that honestly she probably should have been there to have a good round conversation yeah. about the yeah. issue because like you can't just I think I think the problem a lot with issues like this where there's racial slurs or or some other uh thing against you know any minority group is that the the offender is not at the table right like mm-hmm. people and not mm-hmm. necessarily the offender but the, mm-hmm. the everybody is not at the table so it's sometimes the the choir speaking to the choir right like yeah. And there's never any growth. Like even just even thinking more about like these things that I've been um seeing like on TikTok based on uh, about um what's going on in, in politics in this season. Like I'm like y'all y'all yelling at the choir. The choir know, but the people who actually need to hear this and come alongside this conversation are not there. Um, and I feel like that could have been um that roundtable, whatever it was, that could have been a good opportunity for everybody to be there, to hear perspective, to be able to, to have that richer conversation with everybody there, as long as people can be there without being crazy, you know, because that's... They'd have been crazy. That's the show. They'd have been crazy. It was wild. <laughs> so, this was in general. Definitely. They probably got to get a young little... <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't know if they need her. They need an actual. Uh, mm, let me stop. about forgiveness is um, in our in our experience here 
my son, my oldest son is the one that experienced the discrimination first. That's yeah. it. And he was the one that was mistreated for his culture, ethnicity. I don't know. Yeah. Because he was American. That's why. Yeah. And yeah. In, in an American country. The anger and the rage <laughs> and that I felt, God had to work with me Ooh, for sure. a while for yeah. me to forgive. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wanted to forgive. But I was so angry because it was my son that was being. Yes. And then when I started to, because I wasn't really going out much, but then when I started to experience it, then it just compounded on what, on the anger that I'd already felt. I can and so I really had to pray intentionally for God to soften my heart toward yeah. the people that were doing these things, because if not, I was going to be full of bitterness. Yes. And so with that forgiveness piece, it's like, sometimes it's, it, it's not, well, not sometimes in our human ability, we're not, we're not inclined to forgive, especially when we've been wounded or our children have been wounded or mistreated in that way. So it's like, there's that, there has to be that um, intentionality yes. to like, God, please take this out of my heart against these people so that I don't carry this with me. And, and essentially be insane. No, that's real talk. And I think just even in general, like if I, I wish that people will understand just the impact of unforgiveness on their own bodies, right? Mm -hmm. On their own hearts. If you realized it, you would be pushing to try and figure out how to, to forgive somebody. <laughs> um, and I think, you know, you know, we, it, it seems like we're all here um, Christians. So we know that we're, we're, we're going um, towards God and coming to God to help us with that. But it's just, it's such a key thing. It's so important. You don't want that on your heart. You don't want to have a cold yeah. heart, heart, right? That just makes your whole life just <laughs> All right, y'all. I'm going to shift a little bit. Okay. 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 That's another question for us. According to research, people who have weak ties, meaning friends that are associates or people that they see on an occasion live more fulfilling lives and are less likely to have depression. Do you agree that we need weak ties or do you only want to have close friends when building community? So, okay. So this question kind of got me because I was sitting there thinking like, I wish I knew the research because I'm that, wondering. That, like, like, just, oh, okay. Is so this peer-reviewed? Is it like... <laughs> But what I was, the reason why it kind of bothered me so much, because in my head, I'm imagining that this was a question and I'm wondering if it's saying weak ties or if you at least got a weak tie, you better than somebody who don't have any ties, right? Because um, mm -hmm. if that is actually what this paper or whatever is saying, then that to me makes sense. Like having some type of relationship, period is better than not having any relationship whatsoever, right? You need at least those 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 weak ties and having, I think, even more closer friends and stuff like that is what is going to ground you and help you in life. And I think that um, just even thinking about it even more, the fact that you have maybe that combination, maybe it's the combination of having weak ties and close friends that help you. Because I'm just thinking about just the importance of, of friendship in general or the importance of having people in your corner. I, I'm thinking, you, you know what? 
it just popped into my head. Just thinking about a lot of my um, like family members and older like folks, you know, when they're married and like the husband only has the wife. Right. That's a close tie. But that's the only person that he has. That is not as I think could not be as healthy as him having his wife, but then also having other friends and even less um, tightly knit people. I think I feel confident in saying that having some type of relationship and maybe having the range is a whole lot better than being alone. Being alone, you're isolated. And honestly, I believe that we were built to be in community. The first um, parts of civilization, they lived in community. It's only now that we have started to live life more isolated. So I think that that is um, major. So if it's really saying that a combination is better than either just close friends or no friends or just weak friends, then I think I, I agree with that. Mm. What happened, Sharita? Sharita, mm. I know I'm petty, so I can. I can see how the study might be true. Y'all know sometimes you got all these friends and they want to do brunches and everybody want to split the bills and everybody want to go on these vacations and everybody got kids and you got to come to this birthday, that birthday. So it can it can be stressful, you know, especially nowadays. The same. You miss one what they what IG said something. You miss one birthday and you X out, but they boyfriend do whatever, whatever, and they get chance of chance. But you miss one event as a friend. It's it. You out the group. Don't nobody want to talk to you. No. I'm 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 wondering I'm, what friends does Sharita have. Exactly. I'm about to say that means that them friends, those friends need some more in emotional intelligence. That's what they need. That's what they culturally. Because no, let me, no, well, let me I, tell you, I, I got close friends and they be knowing, listen, we we going we gonna to schedule something like a month out. Like I just had to, me and my friend just was trying to put something together. We was like, let's do something this weekend. Dang, we can't do it this weekend. All right. Well, November, because the rest of our right. that's, that's what a real adult like, friendship looks like. But what I will say, I to be honest, to be, I'm I'm halfway joking. I'm talking yes. culturally because I think friends yes. now are on this level of like, can you keep up? Luckily, I do have good, solid friends. But I think it what it is is that not that you don't need close a close friend. I think we're trying to have too many. I think we think we need ten, and you might need a solid two. You might need a solid three or four. Three, like anyway. Well, and so I was gonna bring that up. I heard a minister say that. Okay, you have the twelve, but it was really eleven. And then when you talk about his inner circle that saw him and knew him, knew him, it was three. So it's like, I think what we're doing is we're trying to have 10 close best friends and you cannot mm -hmm. do, you can't show up for people like that. Mm -hmm. You got, like, if you got two that they know you and you know them and you trust them and they trust you and, and they call, you drop everything. I think that that's what it is. You really need to audit a friend, your friendships to see, wait, who are really but who are really best friends? Yeah, yeah. And it's okay you got a small circle of best friends because yes. can overextend you. So that's what I think it is. I think this generation, we're trying to be everybody's best friend. And it's like you gotta really like know your circle, who yeah. it is. I and invest in those people and, and and allow them to invest in you too. So yes. It's just the the mental bandwidth required yes. for healthy friendships is like yeah. I think I started learning that in the last like two years, three mm -hmm. years. And I'm like, wait a second, 
because I'm very social. I'm very extroverted. I love to talk to everybody. Let's do lunch. Let's have coffee. When I came here, honey, I did not have not a one friend, not a, not a one. Okay. And I had to start. Crazy. <laughs> it was so hard. I mean, I had my friends back home, but I didn't have anybody here. And so I've cultivated friendships in the, in the last couple of years that have become very close friends um, yeah. to me. And I wanted to kind of throw this, you know, Sharita threw the spice last time, but <laughs> I had a friend that I realized after being friends for some time, mm-hmm. a long time, that it was, it was toxic, that it was not healthy. Uh-oh. I started to, like, as I matured mm-hmm. and I acquired emotional intelligence, I started to see these patterns of toxic behavior. Mm-hmm. So, what did I do? I created a boundary in that friendship. And I was like, I'm not going to invest in this friendship. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't have to be rude to you. No. I don't have to unfollow you. No. I don't have to block you. I just don't have to entertain what I used to entertain before. Yeah. And I let that happen for a long, like, I just let it be what it was. And that person started to realize that I made a close friend with someone that they knew that I became really close to. And yeah. We, you know, they, she knows now. Mm-hmm. And guess what? She sent an email. Oh, I was wondering if we could rebuild our friendship, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, I had to think about it so much. But then I, yeah. I thought about it. I said, you know what? I appreciate that she's acknowledged the things that she's done. Yeah. I'm not willing to invest into that relationship again. Right. That's true. Yeah. And those are decisions that like now they they're clear to me. But three, four years ago, I'd have been jacked up. Mm. You know, like, do I stay there? Friendship could almost be like relationships. You break up with your best friend. It's like, oh, my. Gosh. It's a whole thing. Oh, a whole thing. That's a whole time. Listen. No, you but I'm so real. And I love that, you know, you talked about that trajectory for you right like realizing that when you were very close to it there couldn't be a, this type of conversation or this honesty with yourself like am i able am i willing to to invest and i think that's the key with um understanding who you are understanding where you are and being able to to make those decisions in that way like people always talk about oh that was my friend since elementary school but should they still be like, should, should they be like, mean that vanity or thing, you know? And I think that is the key in in understanding or building out. I can't remember. There was a book I read a while back where it talked about kind of like concentric circles of friendships and mm-hmm. how it's important to build those types of things. And I think they even likened it to the whole thing with Jesus. Like for, for um, so like Jesus in the Bible, he had three that was very close to, then he had the 12 and then he had the crowd, right? And, uh, and the crowd was just out there. You know, you may have a conversation with them or not. You may have a deep, uh, a deep, connection with them at one point but you're not investing in them right and then that 12 they had a little bit more relationship they saw a little bit more uh, of him and there was more of a 
you are able to be um, lifted up by these people. And then they had his core. And I think yeah. that is um, key. And it sounds like it's borne out in this research that there is something to having a combination of, of yeah. friendships, having the core, having kind of those weak ties, those, those associates that may be kind of close, but not as close. And then also having those, those people out on the outskirts that, you know, may or may not be a part of you. And I think it's just so important to understand that. And I feel like it's always interesting how research shows us what we already kind of well, know. We already know. Right. You know? Like they um, need to give it research. Kids need to go play outside more and get off of, of Instagram. So we know that. That's we what do I that. This is exactly. So I just think I, I actually think I feel like I agree with this with this um article that if the, the combination of these yeah. relationships is what is key yeah. in life. Um, and I think that's just the, the major part of understanding, you know, life is not black and white, right? Like there's going to be shades and we got to make sure that we understand that, I guess, you know. Yeah, I agree. You need a core. And I think the article might have even tried to point to you don't want close, close, close relationships. But I think you do. I think you need. I just yeah. don't think you need a lot. Yes. So you try to do a lot. You, do a lot. In yourself. you can't do it. And everybody everybody can't handle you. So you really just need to know. So, again, I joke a lot, but I do got my core. I got my girls. Girl. We good. And they know. They know. For one, I'm an extroverted introvert. I like to stay home. So when they say, when they get me out the house, they got to know that it took a lot. I love you. Cause I don't like to go out for, I like to go out, but I don't. That's almost um, the weird combination. Girl, you, I feel like we are spirit animals. Cause I'd be like, <laughs> oh. like I'm actually thinking like, about it. It was so funny. That's actually why me and my friend was like, ah, yeah, you know what? Let's not do this week. Cause we got this and then church gonna be intense. Yeah. So, yeah. You know Like I told her this and she was like, ah, actually, yeah, I don't want to either. I was like, this is, this is why you my one of my friends are introverts like me. So we we really just be any yeah. bad. Anyway, go. you gotta plan your outings based on the amount of recuperation required. <laughs> you got Listen, what is the recovery I will need after this expenditure? Let me make sure I have all this time ahead of time. And then I need to make sure I got sleep because I know tomorrow I got to talk to people again. So I need to make sure. I'm so serious. And I'm not sure what our recovery is going to look like tomorrow. I mean, we've had an incredible time just getting to know each other, having this conversation and um, we're grateful for these opportunities. Yeah. And we shout out Siobhan because yeah. she's incredible. She's amazing, right? And so for those of you who are listening, thank you so much for joining us. And if you like this episode, if you enjoyed this episode, if this episode made you chuckle in any way, shape, or form, and you want to support this podcast, make sure you grab your conversation cards or you can leave a rating and a review that really helps us um, to be seen um, in the in the internet world. But Seated with Strangers is a full experience podcast, as you guys can see and hear. 
So you can check out the show notes for more ways to engage with us. And we will absolutely see you next time.